Welcome to Mundo! Welcome to the Mute All Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Flapjack Bill, alongside Colonel Kraken tonight. And we're here to talk mad shit about League, help the low elo plebs like our former selves climb, and generally entertain you. This is a safe space for feeders and scrubs. Now mute all, and let's invade Red. Kraken, my guy, how's ranked? Man, dude, like, it's just when I thought things were getting better... I, I was reminded that like this is league and things things only get worse like it only like <laughs> I feel like there's an inverse it's like the better you play the worse like the worse your circumstances get it's uh, uh, or maybe it's a feedback loop or something where it's like my circumstances are really bad so I'm pushing myself to play better but I'm still in the midst of a terrible of a, like a terrible like instance so I don't know which came first, chicken or the egg, but like either way, uh, I mean, well, actually things have been looking up. I'm, I'm like, instead of ping-ponging at zero LP, I ping-pong at like 50, like, and that's cool. Um, we'll get into some stuff later, but there have been things I've been improving on a lot. Just yesterday was, yesterday was bad man yesterday yeah games i played today were pretty bad too um but our this this ranked update's gonna be really long because we have a lot of stuff to stuff to flame about um but i don't know i feel like i'm playing well uh they nerfed nami the nami nerfs are like not like non-existent like they 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 really ride it they they riddled it pretty hard Mm -hmm. um so i'm about what is it? It's like the halfway point of the season, kind of, huh? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, no, actually, we're just clearing the first third, cause what? there's there's three splits. Let me look. Let me make sure. I'm I'm fairly certain there's. Th- oh no, there's two splits. Yeah. Okay, so we're just shy of the halfway point. All right. I was I was totally out of my brain here. Yeah, I was uh, like, I was yeah. like, whoa, am I gonna play 900 games this year? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, Jeez, I don't even think I want to play that much. But... That's that's a lot of league, but yeah, we've got four days. As of this recording, we have four days, one hour and fifty-four minutes of the first split left, and then we have the entire second split. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to look at it in a world of averages, if you've climbed uh, a significant amount in this first split, and you can maintain that average, or you can maintain your win percentage, uh, you will double it. You'll you'll hit another round of what you've already climbed. So I went from silver to gold. So in theory, you can go gold to plat. Next split. Yep. If I play. I mean, but we'll, we'll get into it. The things that I gotta work on. Probably talk about things I need to work on too. But yeah, you're right, man. Ranked right now. Uh, let me see. I haven't really played too too much. I played a couple with you yesterday, and. 
that was rough. Which is funny because like the day before we played and crushed. Oh, I actually, I, I thought about a champion to brainstorm. We'll talk. We can talk about that later. Something okay. else we can talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's good. Bring your bring your creative brain here to the uh, the mute all chat podcast. Um, yeah, like this week has just. Oh man, uh, I've had a lot of ups and downs in ranked this week, uh, from a bad Anivia game to some really good Syndra games to one really good set game and then yesterday's utter debacle of games and it's kind of funny like when I think about the week in um in the perspective of ranked I think about like on the whole in the past week I have gained LP and I'm higher than when I started last week but yesterday's two losses and the massive amount of tilt that was dealt to both of us yesterday was so detrimental that I firmly believed I was not doing any better than I was at the beginning of the week, which is just it's crazy because it's there, I have more wins than losses in this past week, but two astonishing losses just threw my mental all the way out. I must need to work on that a lot if that's the case. Like, yeah, man. Like, do you want to talk about those games? I know Proxy's not uh, here, yeah, so... Sure. All right. Sure, we can get in. Um, yeah. Which one do you want to talk about? We can split them up. Let's talk about the one... All right, the... The Riven... The one, the one where I was Blitz and you were Sedge and we lost. Mm -hmm. That was like, I wasn't really that mad about that because it's like Riven wasn't playing. Yeah, Riven was literally not playing mm -hmm. for like an extended period of time. So you can kind of chalk that off to you can chalk that up to AFK. Uh, the next game, the the one where it was Nautilus Echo. That one was pretty bad because, like, we should have won that game for like all intents and purposes, and we somehow didn't. We somehow couldn't out damage them, even though they don't have any. Because like Pike doesn't do the damage. Lucian, what their Lucian was behind. Their Pantheon had kills, but like he kept for some reason he, he somehow kept getting stronger. Does this make sense? And, like Trundle was. I mean, like there. But and then Jace had, but we we could lock down Jace fine, yeah. And we still lost somehow, even though we had a hyper carry. Yeah, that game, we started. I didn't know how it was gonna go because we had a fiddle six jungle, and I don't, I haven't seen a fiddle six jungle since they reworked him. So I haven't like, I know he's supposed to be really strong in theory. So at the start of the game, I was like, I don't know. And I picked, I got first pick, so I picked Echo, because I was like, well, I, I want a strong, I want a strong lane presence that scales pretty well and is relatively safe in lane. And in like the first, in the first like 10 minutes, your guys' lane popped all the way off. Y'all went apeshit and just mobbed on this Lucian Pike. Like, Tristana got hella fed. Uh, our jungle fiddlesticks he got hella fed 
I was trading even with Pantheon. It was like solo kill for solo kill for the first like 10 minutes, and then he just sort of ran away with it. I think he, he hit two item spikes that I couldn't contend with. And then he was just, he stopped fighting me, was another another thing I thought about after uh, after we lost, was um, Pantheon stopped fighting me and Trundle started fighting me. And the one, like, the way I play Echo is not, you know, it's not, like, pro level or anything, but I, for all intents and purposes, am much better at dealing with a burst damage type opponent when I duel someone. But if Trundle runs up on me, and he just keeps whacking me, and he's faster than me, and say I don't have ult up, I just pretty much have to run or die. Because I can't, I can't out-damage him. Somehow, you know? So, the, uh, I think one of the turning points in that game, because we were, we were fucking like 8k ahead at one point. We had all the item spikes in the world on bot lane and jungle. Um, but the Pantheon stopped fighting me and started fighting Tristana. And they were... They were doing this thing where they were attacking Tristana with three people at once, and you were mitigating one, if not two, of those attacks. But then someone else was getting in and getting on top of her. And they were blowing flashes and all these items and stuff to try and get on top of her, and they were doing it. And it was really, really frustrating. They kept getting shutdowns on her. And if I was Nami, like, the game might have been in a little, or if I was, like, a Lulu or, like, a Disengager or something like that, it would have been, it would have been interesting to see. I don't know if Tristana gets that crazy fed that early, but, like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, well, we also had a top lane set who just got dumpstered. Yeah, you know you're grasping at straws when you're like, oh, if only I played the other champ, it's like, well, you, you can't like know that you, yeah. know, you know what i mean it's like you you pick the you pick your champ and you like hope that it's the right thing mm -hmm. and sometimes even if you think you've read the right even if you think you've done the right like comp like analysis before like the, the right pregame you still can be wrong somehow yeah like or it's like you'll pick you'll you'll see that they have squishies and you pick an engager and you're like oh shoot my team doesn't have enough damage to match their damage, even though I have CC. I'm pretty much useless, because. And then like I should have gone with damage, or I should have gone with like uh like a utility, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, it, that's when you know you're kind of in the throes, and that's when you probably know your MMR is probably smack dab where it needs to be because it feels like you're always losing games on a on a revolving door of reasons and you can never mm -hmm. and you're always like one guess behind you know what i mean yeah like like yesterday this probably wasn't that smart i was really doing well on nami like i was actually kind of like breaking into like a new a new threshold of play um and uh, like even in my losses, uh, and then I just decided to go to play Blitz and not, and then I was just like, "Wow, uh, 
this is why I don't play these champs. I mean, like, I know that they're meta, I know that they're strong and stuff like that, but I'm like... Um, well, like, A, I'm just bad on Blitz. Mm. And then B, with not the reason why I haven't played them that much this, this season is compared to, like, last season or a season ago, is that he's just not... Tame. I think I've been complaining about this for, like, two weeks, but you're just... You pretty much go in hoping that you come out right on the right side. And mm -hmm. if you, if something doesn't go right, like you'll die, and like a couple of your teammates will die too on the on like the team fight, which is really frustrating because there's only one way to play a champ. It's like you have to go in, you have to take you have to take the picks when you see them, mm. or else you're just wasting, or else you're just walking minion that executes that executes cannon minions every so often. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I've been avoiding that champ, um, or like that class of champs a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, it's the takeout's feeling is it's like damage, damage and healing, and just um, um, manipulating the health bars is like a bigger is honestly like. It feels more valuable than CC right now. I don't know why. Mm. I mean, I know that like CC junglers still work. <laughs> Bless you. Um, and I know like getting picks is extremely important to get the four v fives, but like a lot of times, you'll get the pick using your CC, and then your team won't have enough damage, including you, because you don't have damage either because you're a CC bot. Mm -hmm. That it doesn't matter. That like you end up not. You either get the kill, but you get it too late, and the other team has already like, like re um, retaliated in, in like a bigger way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it sucks. Like I'll be playing. Like I've 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 had games, like on Blitz. I mean I have a, on my I'm like I'm like ten and six on Blitzcrank or something. I don't play them nearly enough. But you'll pull someone in, they don't die or they live somehow. And they flash away, and then you just your team just gets chunked down, or like the scourge or something. And then it goes, it's like, wow, it's as if I should have never even done my play. But in that case, what what am I doing? I'm not providing anything to this team. Period. Yeah. So, yeah, it it sucks. Like when you're in that backwards, it's like your champion strengths become like self destructions. Where it's like, oh, I'm an assassin. All I do is go in and die. What? How? Or it's like, oh, I'm a Zed that doesn't do damage or something like that. Or um, I'm a control mage that has no mana. Or like, I'm a tank that does no damage. It just gets shredded or something. Yeah. It's, uh... <clears throat> Those two games in particular, I know, like, we were talking about it earlier. And I, I sent you like a million texts about the games once I was thinking about them with a, a clearer head. And I know in the in the Echo game that I played, I I had two very important misplays where the game will almost certainly go differently or at the very least be extended by another couple minutes if uh, if I execute correctly. And one of them was the simplest thing. is the, It's the first thing that they fucking teach you when you try to go from silver to gold and from gold to plat it's uh look at your goddamn mini map and i didn't do it well i did but i made the wrong decision about it 
I look at my mini map after we win a team fight and we have the ability to go take dragon. Um, or we get like a pick or something because they were, they should have been at a disadvantage. So our team goes to do dragon and I know we've got you, we've got the jungler and we've got the 80 carry who's hyper fed at this point at the dragon. So I see that the enemy wave is really big and it will take our uh, bot lane tier one if I don't run over there and do something about it, you know? <clears throat> Pardon me. So I run over there and I assume, and this is where I fucked up, I assumed we would just kill the dragon, disappear into our own jungle, reset and come back out on the map with item spikes and i would get the the uh, farm from the wave and that would be it we'd be we'd maintain our advantage uh instead what happened was i believe uh tristana jumps in aggro to get another pick and you follow tristana and then i don't know what fiddlesticks did but i found out that this happened when Tristana died and it showed up on my screen. And then I went, oh no, I'm too far away. I don't know what the right play to do here is. But at this point, I've already, I've already fucked it, right? I'm too far gone. Because I've committed to getting the side wave, and the best thing I could have possibly done is go kill the dragon with fiddlesticks assuming he was still doing that i don't even know and then run away that might have helped but instead what i did was i went back because you were still alive on the other side of the pit and i rolled in there because i saw a low health target and i said i can probably get in and one shot them and then i went in and their whole team happened to be there and then i died it was the same deal you were just talking about i was an assassin i went in and died it was a, 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 a like a series of gambles, and I went real big on every gamble and lost every single time. And that was rough. Yeah, but I think a lot of that just comes down to just priority. Because mm -hmm. it's like, like the, the turret, turret was going down, but like it didn't really matter. I think we even had their turret on that side of the map anyway. We did. By that logic. But... Yeah, it's one of those times where it's like, you don't really want to do this because you want to try to solo carry, but I was like what I was saying, and I like during the game and after, and I think I know this a lot more as a, like a support main that like, that like solo laners would have, it's a little bit harder of a concept for mm. solo laners. I mean, supports have no choice but to do this, but like sometimes there is a person that is so far ahead that it's basically their game to win or lose, and you pretty much have to you have to let them win or lose the game yeah. for you because you'll you have a zero percent chance of winning this but they might have like a 60 percent chance of winning it so you're just like you know what this guy's gonna win the game um so like even though tristana was making kind of stupid plays she shouldn't have been on the far side of the drag uh she, she wanted to fight so optimally if we were all there we would just fight. Or if we were closer, we, we would fight and we probably would have won. But, like, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but 
And it was just, just that. It, it was it was just an unfortunate happenstance, and I'm I'm willing to bet that if we were to play another game, like say we queue up after we finish recording and we play another game, and it's the exact same team compositions, somehow, right? Uh, I play Nami. Yeah, you play Nami, of course, uh, and I'll probably play Syndra instead of Echo. But like, or Lulu, so I can polymorph all their divers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- I I don't think. For a long time, I'm gonna make those same mistakes, cause I'm gonna and now it's gonna forever be in the back of my mind. I'm gonna look at the mini map and I'm gonna be like, we lose this tower, but no one's gonna be there to pick up the excess gold, and we need the dragon and or the fight. So I'm gonna do the dragon and or the fight. I'm not gonna go over there. Like I can catch what's left of the wave after we kill the dragon. The gold will still be there for me to get, but I was. I knew I was behind the Pantheon, so, you know, in my muddled, addled brain, my dumb, stupid silver brain, I said, I need that gold, and Tristana's not going to go get that gold, so it's free gold for me, and instead, it was free gold for the enemy team when we all died. Um, here's kind of a take. In, in, this, in this elo, the minions aren't going nowhere. <laughs> that's a big like, fact. Never feel, never feel pressured to go out and get and get gold because the minions aren't gonna like. No one's gonna. You might get caught out and stuff like that if you're way overextended. If you're way, 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 way overextended, but like once we're past like the twenty minute mark, it's best to just. Um, it's best to just play those judges and play those team fights because that's what everyone else is doing. And so it's like you just need the count the count of abilities there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a that was a hard lesson, and I think I've learned it. Um, I don't expect I'll be making the same mistakes. Because like I noticed, like in pro play and like in like high low and stuff like that, it's important to go get that wave because that longsword that you get from that wave is or that dagger or whatever is is really important but like for us where like the best way to beat someone isn't even by like out i didn't oh well i mean you want to farm duh but, like once we get to like team fights and stuff like that you just want to throw in so much overstimulation of the other person that they just play worse they lose and you can't do that if you're not if you're not present yep uh, so i think like I focused on KP a lot. That helps me climb. Where I'm like, just just be around. Just be around. Be be in the like in the vicinity to do something. Make sure you're you want to have you want to try to finish every game with like at least 50. 60 is like optimal. I mean that's easy for me to say because like who I because of like you know who I'm playing and stuff and like my items. Mm-hmm. But like. You want to, I mean, you want to try to get your KP and your gold to both be healthy. You don't want it to be, like, super drastic one way or the other. Like, oh, I have really good KP, but my gold is trash. Or, like, oh, I have a... You want to try to make sure you're helping yourself and you're present for the fights. Yeah. That's kind of what the game feels like it's coming down to right now anyways, is just... If it feels like uh, it's a it's a really like scrappy uh, 
like a skirmish based game right now not even necessarily like a 5v5 non-stop brawl all the time but it feels like we're constantly in a state where we're skirmishing the other team over anything all the time yeah anything always all the time so like yeah. it, it, it would stand to reason then that you know like champions that stick out in a skirmish uh you know these obviously your super heavy cc bots like the nautilus or the uh uh the healing champions the soraka the nami who provides all kinds of disruption and shit with her kit and then for your damage you want champions like you want um you i mean you want the pantheon because he's he can just decide to not take damage for a little bit and he can move you want the I mean, you want these champions that can get in a fight, mix it up with you, and then if they decide it's not going their way, they can get out, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, it's certainly not ideal for what I would usually play, but I feel I feel I have the experience with control yeah. mages that I can outplay that. I can outplay a meta, you know? I think I can if I'm not in my own head about it. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a crazy ass Is hot take or something, but caster like Not caster me. the high no the highest one rate caster mid that does oh, like caster mid like I don't know Belkaz. Is, Is it Belkaz? Belkaz at fifty two point one, but it only has like a three pick rate. This is League of Graphs. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. But Velkaz has a super busted mechanic where he does true damage. Where good enough and you land it, you just you're melt everybody. You're, you're basically it's like you're in your own category of damage output. Mm -hmm. Where it's like no matter what happens, if I if I have good enough if I have good enough like like if I have like good enough shots, I'm gonna be doing damage. Period. Yeah. But other than that, it's like good skirmishing champs like. I mean, I guess I guess Ari's are Fizz, Echo, Diana, um, Galio, just because he can alt so quickly to people. And um, yeah. what what would what was like a two v two could suddenly turn into two v threes with Galio. Yeah. Um, that's why I think that's really good for him. Um, I should probably play a game or two on him to refresh my mechanics. Maybe not in ranked, but. I I used to have a super good Galio. Maybe I've yeah, still got the yeah. chops on it. His uh, wave clear is pretty healthy right now. It's easier to farm on. Um, I don't think that I remember. Oh, like in the early patches of the season, they buffed him and gave him an extra tick of damage on his Q, which yeah, is yeah, his yeah, main. That's what it is. Yeah, and then so I don't it, think they ever nerfed it, him. Walk up, walk up, bop. And then um and then the wave's gone. Wave. Yeah. Yeah, the wave's gone. I don't think I don't think they ever uh nerfed that because I don't think enough people play him to where it made that much of a difference on his win rate. But yeah, he's I'm looking at the highest win rate champions on mid lane and silver plus and Galio's number three. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll give that a try. I don't know. Yeah. I'm feeling like I, I came out of last night not wanting to fucking touch League or Ranked for like a week. And then today I listened to 
I didn't even listen to a podcast or anything today like I normally would. Uh, I was just like, I just vibed all day and I was thinking about the games for my extremely long work day. And then I got home and I was like, you know, after the podcast, I'm ready to go back into ranked. I guess like my rebound time mentally is pretty good overall, but I think... uh, My problem is that like when I'm on a hot streak, I play a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm on a cold streak, I like if I go like one and two or like uh, like if I open up like if I go like one and two or I open up like oh and three or something, I'm like I'm done not playing. I'm not playing for like another 24 or 48 hours. And then all I do is think about those losses. So it feels like the losses are like. I feel like my headspace is on the losses longer than it's on the wins. I don't know why. Because like, I don't really think about the wins that much. I'm like, all right, wins a win. Okay, good, great. Let's, you know, let's let's move. Um, whereas with the loss, I'm like, all right, like what happened there? Um, but I don't know. It's kind of a tangent. But Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, let me see. Where are we at here? Uh, we've we've been going for like a half hour. I think we uh, probably want to hang up ranked update for now because we've been talking about it for thirty minutes. But we can dive into some <laughs> other, we can dive into some other shit and talk about. Uh, I got two things on the docket for us. Um, uh, want to talk about uh, some off season uh, pro drama that's going on right now, and that shouldn't take too long. And then we'll jump into a topic that's very interesting to me. Um, and it's uh, plays that are losses disguised as wins, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, oh no, talk about my vision adventures. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Too. <laughs> your your your, uh, your vision, your vision enlightenment, if you will. <laughs> um, so the NALCS or the LCS, as it were. Um, Finished their finals a couple weeks ago. Cloud9 won, uh, which should shock exactly zero people. Um, oh <laughs> and they did it in an exceptionally dominating fashion. It was great. And then they uh, accidentally hit the trophy that they were given on their ceiling. And then it fell apart on camera. So that was fun. Um, and then offseason happened and a rumor got floated that... Double lift from Team Liquid was his contract was on the trading block, and it was just a rumor. And then within like twelve hours, it was confirmed by the team that Double lift uh, had a chance to be traded to another team. And then immediately, the whole world went like caught on fire, and everyone was like. Where's Doublelift going to go? Everybody's got a pretty good AD carry. And so inevitably what ended up happening was uh, TSM threw their hat in the ring and Doublelift himself picked TSM as the team he wanted to go uh, and play for. And... uh, Oh man, I guess he he worked really closely with Steve, the owner of Team Liquid, to uh, you know make sure this whole thing went over as smoothly and you know calmly as possible. Um, the the thing that makes this a dramatic move, though, 
is uh, the amount of like pseudo controversy around it. So it's if it's this dude, this is basically the closest thing we've ever had to a tabloid headline in League of Legends news, right? Um, Doublelift, Yiliang Peng, uh, or Peter, if you will, is his name. Uh, he is dating the president of Team Solomit. He is in a committed relationship with Miss Lena, and uh, you know all his all his former buddies play on TSM. He's friends with Bjergsen and Biofrost and all those guys, and he's friends with uh, Reginald, who owns TSM. So when TSM kicked Doublelift and Biofrost, they sent Biofrost to CLG, and they threw Doublelift into the wind, and Team Liquid picked him up. Um, and that was a massive debacle that happened a couple years ago, uh, where Doublelift found out he was getting traded to another team from Reddit. And he called Reginald and was like, yo, what the fuck is this? And Reginald was like, yeah, man, that's the way it goes. And so <laughs> everyone was like, wow, I can't believe... TSM burned a bridge with the greatest ADC that North America has ever seen. And then we were all like, well, I hope that when they bring in the new duo from for Botland, they don't suck. And then they went on to fucking blow for till now. So <laughs> to see Doublelift return to a team that effectively ousted him, um, is already crazy in itself to see that he picked a team that his girlfriend is the president of is you know i mean that was turning heads and yeah. lots of lots of people were like surely this is poaching right like surely tsm is headhunting him because his girlfriend's the president of the company right and uh the the lcs put out the statement they were like We've done an investigation into the whole trade. It's fine. There was no debauchery or anything. It's a clean trade. Everything's fine. Go about your lives. Meanwhile, the journalists are like, well, this smells fucking awful. This is ridiculous. How can this be possible that the people don't believe without a shadow of a doubt that there's nonsense going on here? And so that's kind of, we're caught up to today where we have... Full confirmation, Doublelift is starting ADC for TSM and Summer Split, which puts together a roster that has one, two, three, four, five exceptionally strong voices on it. So who knows whether they're going to be good or shit. I have no idea. It's a coin flip to me. Uh, in the meantime, they have they signed this like superstar ADC from Europe who played like a god while he was there. And they brought him to NA. They brought Kabe to NA. And Kabe played mediocre in NA. But, I mean, you know, it's a whole new culture he's jumped into. It's a whole it new team. Not, was it really his fault that the team was, like, failing? No! I don't think it was his fault. I mean, I don't think he played up to par. But I don't think anyone who comes to NA for the first time plays up to par their first split. I think it takes any... I think it takes every import one full split before they really hit their stride and so like when the rumors first started swirling i was kind of upset because i was like dude you you signed this this young guy who's really good from europe 
And sure, he played rough for one season, but if the rumor is double lift comes back to TSM, then you're just going to kick him out? Like, you didn't even give him a chance to get good. Like, yeah, you played one that, you split. Kinda, you wasted your investment. Like, because it's like, you know, you didn't get anything out of it. Yeah. But, and I mean, the uh, TSM put out this whole this uh, notice where they were like, we signed double lift, he's coming back to the team, um, and they are working allegedly, to find a team to send Kabe to. So at the very least, they're not just throwing him to the curb. You know, they're trying to f hand him off to an org that is willing to take him. Um, I don't... The problem is he is an import, and so he would have to go to a team that has an import slot available and wants to upgrade their AD, AD, uh, their AD carry and uh as of right now in north america the there is not a team that fits all those parameters so my best guess is they send him back to europe and one of the low tier european teams uh gets a really good pickup on ad carry for the next year but we shall see uh you could probably uh, i'm gonna try and be more active on our twitter account so you should follow uh, I believe it's mute all chat pod on Twitter and I will as soon as I learn what's going on there I will post about it so that we can keep anyone and everyone informed but yeah that's basically all the the pro drama that's going on right now and I talked for like 10 minutes straight so let's uh let's talk about your warding enlightenment and all your your newfound thoughts on vision <laughs> in four games in the last four games I've been <laughs> is is utter poop and and a couple of weeks ago or a couple of casts ago i try to defend myself by saying well um it's bad because i, I don't waste time warding i i i'm i'm a, a team fighting because i already know where they are so i mean that's there's merit to that there is merit to that though like like don't be warding like when your teammates getting wailed on like you know what i mean like uh, there's mm -hmm. merit to that but I, I had a like a like an epiphany. I don't really know if it, if it was epiphany or I just admitted to something that I've known all along. My games feel super random, and people just die for no reason. And and people and I feel like we get out rotated or if it, where it's like I get out my jungler gets out jungled and I'm like, why do the games feel so random and my teammates just explode? I feel like I could be doing a better part in giving my team at least foresight to know what direction they're going to die from and to, instead of just dying randomly it's like hey now you know now you knew 10 seconds in advance that you're going to die instead of three seconds in advance that you're going to die <laughs> but no that, uh, that's not a joke though um vision is extremely important um if you know where someone is on the other side of the map it gives you so much time to react and to plan and then once you have once you have those base once you can like have like a strategy around something it's much easier to like react and perform mechanically when you can see the jungler coming or 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 you have vision deep and like while you're doing drag you don't like get surprised because the other team shows out of nowhere while you're shooting at the dragon and you're like oh no um yeah, so that's where it can come in handy. Um, but where I struggled was I would just get the warding item super late. 
And I guess this is more for like, I guess this is more for like supports out there. Mm -hmm. But um, getting that, getting that spell thieves as fast as possible, just knowing like what, knowing how to proc your spell thieves as like consistently as fast as possible, is really important. Uh, always, always make sure you're relicking the cannons. Like, don't really sell yourself short. Uh, I would go into like suboptimal trades so I can get those relics off just because it's so important to it's so it's so important to win that race against the other support mm -hmm. and um for um for non-supports uh you know you don't want to you don't want to like miss a couple minions because that can be that can be a control ward which honestly can like win win a fight or like set up a kill brush or something like that if you have the extra 75 for the uh for the control ward um so yeah in those last three games i saw my vision score like skyrocket um maybe that is and because of that i felt the games were a lot more like action-packed and they, they felt a little as random i mean i was losing those games anyway but i feel like they were just more like mechanical and like and like farm and take like mm -hmm. misplays and like wow we straight up all got blown up for no reason what the heck um so yeah um yeah so that's like something that i really want to focus on is uh you know getting my vision up and giving my team a chance to plan around the information or at least i plan around the information and i communicate that to my team and um being a lot more aggressive in lane is another thing too um, I look at like other Nami profiles and I'm like, wow, like these guys actually, there is a way to get a lot of takedowns on enchanters and to build, to like build a little bit of a lead early. Mm. It's tough, but like, I mean, we've all been bullied out of lane by Janna before. <laughs> like it's happened where it's like, wow, how she's doing so much damage. Like what's going on? Like, you know, um, but yeah, those are like two things I want to focus on. Uh, I also match my keyboard to kind of i just put it to my preferences mm -hmm. so we have another half of the season to go so yeah with those things in mind i think that's probably what's holding me back as far as performance goes it's probably my weakest areas it's it's easier i think it's easiest to just focus on like what is your weakest area like what's standing out the most and that's something we can work on it's it's really hard to be like oh my strongest suit is team fights how do i get better at the thing that i'm already good at mm -hmm. like in in league i feel like it's it's easier to um make sure you're well balanced and everything than try to be like oh this one particular skill i'm just gonna get insanely good at that and ignore everything else um it's a little bit different than like other sports or like other like things where it's like yeah you just want to focus on your strength and get insanely good at that one thing but it is with league even if you are a one trick pony or even if you are like a one roll like guy you want to make sure that every that all the aspects of the game are at least passable yeah um and if you're playing at like it's like wow all of my other like i'm really good at farming i'm really good at like getting solo kills or something like that but if there's just one thing that's just way worse like my vision score was like worse than bronze or something 
it was like really bad. It was like really, really bad. And I'm like, I'm still performing pretty exceptionally on the champs that I play as. It's just like my vision score that's just super trash. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Which is why I feel like I'm playing with such brain dead teammates because people are brain dead when they can't. When they. Because below like diamond, no one has like the awareness to be like, I think that so and so is probably over there. I can't see him, but he's probably over there. Yeah. They have to. They have to have a ward to um to like deduce what's happening to, to make it to make a deduction um if that ward is picking up someone if someone walks over or if someone doesn't there has to be something there to tell them yeah i think uh like, i'm not at the, i'm not there yet either where i can just sort of guess where people are without vision so i think uh, uh certainly a thing that gets underestimated frequently with vision is uh when you put a ward out and no one ever walks over it and it just dies of old age, I think people don't look at the information that is gathered by that ward and use it at all. Because yeah, what, like, what oh. you do when you put a ward out and it just sits there and no one ever touches it and it dies of old age and you never see a champion on it the whole time that it's out there for one minute, uh, the information that you gather is that no one is there. Which means they have to be somewhere Gosh. else. Yeah. <laughs> and it's if like, Summoner's Rift is not that big. <laughs> there, there's, there's like, there's, you can split it up into cross sections for crying out loud. You draw one big X on it, and it's like, okay, the if if you're like a solo laner, right? You draw the map up into one big X. You draw one line down the river. You draw one line down mid lane, and you think to yourself, okay, if I'm in mid, I kind of have to facilitate the jungle entrance uh, on both the top side and bottom side of the river, right? Or at least I do. I try to think about that. That's where I put my wards is on the entrances to the jungle. I don't I don't necessarily put it in a place that will save me from getting ganked because typically in a gank, I will either win the 1v2 and get a solo kill and trade or uh, I just escape. But that's because I play control mages, haha. -ha. But like, if if you can deduce that you've got a ward in the river and no one's crossed it, and the entire other side of the map, the enemy jungle is lit up with wards, then you know exactly where the enemy jungler is. You know, you know already. He's in the side of their jungle that isn't lit up with wards, but he hasn't crossed over because he didn't go over your ward. And he's not in your other words so you know where he is like people don't do anything when this kind of information is free like if you get a good support who's got a bajillion like a bajillion vision score and he's all over the place putting down wards he's barred he gets to move freely right like people are not using the information that they can get from him to the fullest extent my dog is also trying to fight me right now it's kind of hysterical But, I mean, that shouldn't discourage you from boarding, where it's like, oh, well, like, because that was my problem, where it's like, people die anyway, why am I doing this? But it's like, hey, man, the one time where you put down a ward and and you can see, you can see their cane or something on the far side, and he doesn't, he doesn't, like, 
um, Silver Surfer his way over the terrain and kill you, mm -hmm. that's a win. Like, yeah, dude, a Silver Surfer Kane skin. All right, now bro, you're now you're talking. Bro, Silver Surfer Kane. Now that's so. <laughs> now now you're now you're cooking with Crisco. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um. I think uh, one thing that I need to work on um, is I know last season I was really, really good about farming and maintaining, like, I would take a farm deficit early because I was playing almost strictly Anivia, and she doesn't farm well until she has, like, two items and her ulti leveled twice, and then she can just clear waves without losing mana. So I would almost always take a farm deficit early, but I would catch up and surpass my enemy laner uh as the game moved on so like i i kind of always held that as not necessarily a glaring weakness of mine but now in this season it's a little bit different because i'm not playing anivia exclusively in fact even though i have a pretty good win rate with her i'm not playing her all that much because it just doesn't feel very good and it takes too long to get her items to feel relevant and so i'm having to I'm having to relearn how to farm with a bunch of different champions that I've never really learned how to farm with. Like, I can do it with Set because with Set it's really easy. But with Echo, it took a little bit of getting used to to understand the cadence of the combo and, you know, what minions he should, like, fight first. And with Syndra, it's an entirely different animal than with Echo or with Set. So, like, one thing that I really need to learn is I need to spend... I need to just commit on one of my days off to sitting down and playing the farm drill um, on each of those mid lane champions that I'm playing right now and just ensure that like, yeah, I get the CS and then throw a bot in there too to see if I can trade and get the CS at the same time, you know? Like that's, it's like I have to relearn my fundamental in order to surpass where I'm at. Mm. Yeah. It's the struggle. Yep. <coughs> Pardon me again, Jesus. Um Alright, I know you said you had an idea for a champion, so do we want to do your idea for a champion for the last couple minutes, or do we want to talk about losses disguised as wins? Uh well I think we're gonna run through this pretty fast. I was thinking like you know like a ball and chain? Like the like the um the Witch King and Return of the King who has like a ball on like a chain and like whips it around. Yeah, yeah. So imagine, imagine like a Darius, a Darius X, like a Darius like, like bruiser with like a ball and chain that he like whips around and it's like an Oriana ball and he like whips it and he like spins it around. Okay. That'd be sick, but that'd be like really busty. Does it do magic damage or regular damage? Yeah. They probably just it probably just irregular, and then like he like spins it around himself and it's like wow, like and, like throw it that that'd be dope. That'd be like really hard to. <laughs> It'd be like AD Oriana <laughs> like sort of. <laughs> that would be like AD Oriana. That would be, that'd be gross. Dude, in top like. <laughs> oh oh, that'd be so gross. The damage numbers would have to be tuned to where it was like really low at first but the more you like it would have to be like a like a gnosis situation where you have to like passively stack your damage really high otherwise well, like, you're just you super busted like, an amount of time like oh yeah 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 like the like the sejuani w 
Yeah, it'd be cool like if you like you can wrap it around something and like pull. Like that'd be sick. But Oh. Uh, it'd be cool like if it's like if you like you toggled the active and you started spinning it and you had to like kind of like 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 a Yumi queue almost where you had to like kind of actively like like guide like the the spin or something. Okay. So it's not just, so it's not just like so it's not just like a brain dead like AoE like kind of where he's oh he's spinning around him now and he's like unkillable or something but pretty cool yeah no that could be that could be super uh, fun yeah that'd be a that'd be a sick ass champion we should riot get somebody on that you could be really edgy too yeah you yeah man. Edgy. give him echo's hair but like goth face paint i don't know something like that that'd be <laughs> wild uh all right in that case uh let's take the last about 10 minutes and run through this theory that I had literally right before we started recording. Um, it's the theory of a play where it is a you actually suffer a loss, but it's disguised as a win for you somehow. Let me give you, let me give you a made up oh, like scenario. You lose the whole game. You, like you lose the game. Uh, no, not necessarily. Or like losing a game, or like losing like a like a fight losing let me let me give you an example of it it's it it's more of losing a fight but it can lead up to losing a game it's like say um say you're a mid laner and you're pretty strong you've got you you just hit your item spike you're level six uh and you've got a little bit of vision uh in the bot lane uh and they're shoved up and your bot lane is back playing under tower and so you roll down there uh, as your little assassin mid laner self, and your your support manages to make a crowd control play on the enemy support and locks them down, and you get the kill on the support. Or so you think, until the ignite from your support takes the kill. Well, okay, that's still fine. Now you have a kill. But you took a bunch of damage in the trade, and the enemy AD carry kills you. And then the whole play is over. The enemy AD carry backs off, your bot lane backs off, and it's a one-for-one. One, right? This looks even. But the gold from the kills went on to your team's support and the enemy team's AD carry. You lost mid lane CS and pressure and potentially a turret plate to get no kills, die, and go back to the fountain. This is a play that I haven't made it on an assassin, but I have made it on a control mage where I leave lane, make something happen in the bot lane, die for it, and go back to base. And then I shake my head and go, this is why you don't fucking roam with control mages. Uh, never mind that. But that is an example of a play where it looks like a win... But actually, your team ended up losing overall. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you do that six times in the first 12 minutes, and the enemy AD carry gets all six kills, and your support gets all six kills, unless your support is Pike, you're, f you're fucking feeding. 
The kills may be even, but their AD carry has two items, your AD carry has one, and you have a support with a fuckload of gold and nothing to do with it. Hey, man. <laughs> I <Hey>. don't... <laughs> next time you die and you're like where was my redemption like um uh, <laughs> think about uh, think about that <laughs> <laughs> oh man you're killing me i don't mean you i mean pike players yeah that's true but like I, there there are all kinds of other situations like where it, 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 most of the time it's going to come down to the wire because that's the type of play that it is is it's a play that's really really close and you can't really tell immediately who's actually winning the play and you don't really notice until after the whole play is over and people have retreated back to their sides of the map you know who actually won it and you know you do that enough times then you've taken you're, you've taken the win condition that you had and you've thrown it away on plays that should you make? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, obviously someone's mis-executing or there's just a lack of communication. Or maybe your Thresh just throws down an auto because he doesn't think you can secure the kill. And he gets the kill. You know, that's an honest mistake. Or maybe you can't secure the kill, and the only way that we get it is if the support flash autos, you know? There's, there's a million different scenarios where this, like, millisecond-by-millisecond gameplay can result in you winning or losing the moment. And if you mis-execute in those moments, it can lead to you losing the game when you absolutely should have won. And I think it's it's important to, you know, to think about that. Maybe not, you know, actively be thinking about this kind of complicated idea while you're in a game, but like, I think it means like I think I think what we can get here is like, let's say you're on the flip side of that, and you're like, oh no, I died, but then you're like, wait. I died, but I died to support, and my another carry on my team got a kill. Like you can look farther into the, you can look farther into the um into a play than just who died, than just like the score. Mm -hmm. You'd be like hey, um, like who's alive on the map? Who actually left with more damage? Uh, and like who can do things after the play happened and who has to back from this like you can always be actively you can always be actively like following through a play and it doesn't end just because like oh an ally's been slain or blah 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 like it doesn't end there because the game's still going, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to just turn your brain off just because it's like, oh, well, everyone left the play. Uh... Hmm. <laughs> I think that's what... Um, yeah. That's a good... Uh, that's a good... That's a good thing to take from the the theory there. Because, like, all, all I really had 
about that was the theory of there are plays that exist where it looks like a win, but it's actually a loss. And you're right. You can't really just turn your brain off. You can look deeper. You can look really far. If I mean, you, you don't want to over, you don't want to overthink it. Like you don't want to like overcomplicate it. You don't want to yeah. go crazy. You don't want to be thinking about the play for like five minutes when another play is happening. But you know, you can. If 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 you are on the losing end, you can be thinking of something to rebound. And if you were on the winning end, you can be thinking about the next thing you can do to snowball. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a. You 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 brought. You brought calm to the madness that I just presented to the podcast. You, you brought a focus to the to the problem. That's why you're the better player than I am. Um, well, I'll, this is the only video game I play. True, I play <laughs> I, I play a lot of video games. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's actually going to do it for us for the night. We we talked about ranked and how we're feeling and how frustrated we are. We talked about the pro drama. We talked about your the 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 Colonel Kraken patented uh, flail, ball the ball man, the ball chain, <laughs> chain gang flail champion. Uh, we talked about losses, disguises, wins. You know, we we. Imagine that dude in a team fight, bro. Like, uh, imagine that dude with dead man's like chasing after you with this swinging like ball mace, like like a chain mace. Dude, you can have like a pinata skin or something. Wait. Oh my god. You can have a tether ball, like a tether ball skin, <laughs> like, like a like a like a playground skin. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's fucking funny. I like that. I like that a lot. I think. Uh, yeah, this has been a this has been a productive episode. I think last time we did a cast without proxy, it was I I titled it the unpredict the uh the unproductive episode. I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna go with something cheekier than that for this one, but. Yeah, that was uh I think that'll do take it for away, us. Take away my ball chain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Have a good day night everybody. Goodbye. See ya. That's got a sting.